What's up and welcome to With Their Forces Combined, a D&D variant podcast where we explore the quaint town of Cattle Creek. You're listening to With Their Forces Combined. Combined. With Andrew Terkitsanis as your DM. With Corey Gray playing Barlow Cassidy. Alex Terkitsanis as Ernie Debruchet. And Tom Raddoat as Monty McFuzz. Last week, our detectives explored Railroad Rogers' house. They found out that Railroad Rogers was planning on building a railway through the underground tunnels of the McDonald's, and that it seemed like she was planning to do this without old McDonald's knowledge. They also found Railroad Rogers' agenda. When they looked through it, it seemed that Rogers met with Jeannie McDonald twice over the past few weeks, the first of which was connected to the prophecy the detectives found earlier, and the second seemed related to when the Purpletons came to town. On their way out, Barlow Cassidy felt the magical presence of an arcane lock hidden beneath the floorboards. They muscled their way through to find an underground passage where they discovered some magical items, Roger's fancy cane, and the gunmetal box that holds Dusty Crackjaw. They then departed to discuss all of these things they'd learned in the past few days with the one, the only, Thomas L. Dong. And that's where we are now. Barlow Cassidy is a snake, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, a uh, quaddleborn. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm simplifying the animals because I think it's kind of funny that we're <laughs> a wolf, a cat, and a snake just running around. It sounds like a puzzle. I'm still secretly hoping that he's uh, an extraterrestrial pretending to be a quaddleborn, but I, I know he's <laughs> oh, nice. not. It's just like, not it's what hope, my yeah. inner heart wants, you know? <laughs> like, he just one day, like, releases the illusion and it's suddenly like, Pilgrims, <laughs> I come to avenge Lefty and pulls out like a fucking laser Gatling gun. He's like, my name <laughs> is Righty. <laughs> Righty Eastwood. <laughs> Flint Westwood. <laughs> um, you guys, last week you knocked on Tom Ladong's door. Yes. Oh, fuck. I forgot that was where we ended. Yeah. You guys see the door to Tom's house open. Uh, hello, guys. How are you? Frankly, Tommy, we've been better. Yeah, you look like shit. Get in here. Um, and he does like a quick look left, look right, and then goes back inside. I'm the fellas' lawyer, by the way. <laughs> yes. The name's Barlow Cassidy. That's great. Come in. Come in. This is the first guy you didn't have to introduce your character to, and you did so without pause. Everybody else you didn't introduce your character <laughs> to. It's very funny. <laughs> and then retroactively have been like, oh, name's Barlow Cassidy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Barlow here is, is taking over our case. We've learned a great deal in the last 24 hours, Tommy. Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah, no, I've, I haven't done so bad myself, uh... Sorry, I, I, I wasn't able to um, uh, go to your guys' trial, but I, I don't know. I, f I figured you guys would be all right. And if, I mean, worst case, uh, we break you out before they hang you or whatever. No, I think it was for the best strategically that you didn't come to the trial. Makes it looks like, you know, we're not in cahoots to the, well, whoever is part of Railroad Rogers' scheme. Although I guess we killed Railroad Rogers, so I don't know how that's going to work now. You, well, you what? She's, well, she's not quite dead. What do you mean? I she, shot her and she died. Yeah, what, what? We've done this before, Ernie. This, is, this has yes, happened. Yes, but the last time it was just Suckles. The Railroad Rogers is a powerful wizard. She, she, what? Wait, so is that like why she turned into like bones and all that weird shit? Because that's fair. Normally when I shoot people dead, it ain't all spooky like. So <laughs> perhaps that yes. was a sign of a sinister necromantic nature of the death of Railroad Rogers, making it an undeath, in fact, um, according <laughs> to a book I read once. Uh, okay, 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 slow down. In uh, the business, the we call her a lich. 
Yeah, so Railroad Rogers is Hey, a, hey, don't say that's not a nice word. You should call people that. Railroad Rogers is a bit. <laughs> no. Is <laughs> a lit. Thank you. She's a she's a lit. Look, we don't need to be starting any witch hunts, getting any inquisition here. I just want to get to the bottom of what the hell is happening with this goddamn railway trying to mess up good old McDonald's farm. Yes. So, uh What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot to unpack here, Tommy. Yes, when I I I thought I prefaced this by saying I we had learned a lot. So, so I know, but you could do it more systematically than just you know throwing shit against the yes, wall. Yes, okay. So Railroad <laughs> Rogers disappeared from our trial. Uh, we then left the trial because we were granted a recess by that kangaroo. Uh, we left, went to Railroad Rogers' house on the river. The door magically opened. Uh, that's an unnecessary detail, but I thought it was cool. And then we went into her house. She sort of trapped us in there. We fought her. Turns out she's uh, elite. Then Monty shot her and she died, but she's elite. So, you know, obviously, you know, she's not quite dead. Then we... I, I still, we don't know for sure. But now you get to kill her again, Monty. She might be dead, though. <laughs> then we went down into her secret basement. We found her agenda. Uh, I think it's at this point that Ernie is, like, double-checking that this is Tom Ladon. Like, that, you know, I don't know. Like, maybe some magical, like, wants to perform some sort of magical scan. Because he's, like, <laughs> revealing a lot of information. You mean, like, an identify spell? I guess, yeah. <laughs> Touch up Tommy here, why don't you? While you're looking him over, though, like Monty does say, he's like, but you know, now that I think about it, when I was napping in that moonbeam, I did have a nightmare <laughs> that Railroad Rogers showed up and cast moonbeam on me. <laughs> maybe. Well, goddamn, maybe that was a sign. Maybe there's something to that. Maybe you should see uh, professional about that. That's a great idea. Ben, wherever you are, give me a sign if you sent me the dream about Railroad Rogers being some kind of necromantic, whatever the hell Ernie was, you know, you heard him. <laughs> okay. I need Ernie to give me an insight roll. Um, nice. Monty, why don't you give me a perception roll? Maybe investigation, either or. 21 on my insight. Barlow, are you casting Identify? Um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll ask Tom, uh, uh, yeah, Tom Ladong, uh, just to be, uh, you know, on the safe side, I want to, you know, make sure that I'm not endangering my clients here. Do you mind if I, uh, try and identify you with, uh, some magic? Uh, yes, there's, there's no time for that. Not even one minute? I'll use a spell slot this time. <laughs> um, okay, okay, fine, but, but on the run, let's go, um. Ernie, this he seems to be acting like Tom, pretty sporadic. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, Barlo, don't don't worry. It's okay. It's Tommy. No, it's it's too late. I already checked off the spell sheet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Monty, uh, did you roll? Not yet. What was it? Uh, okay. It's either four investigation or perception. Four investigation. Oh no, so it's nine perception. So you, <laughs> um, okay, um, you see like a weird flickering of a candle. Uh, and uh, you take that to mean there's a sign from Ben. Ooh. Well, goddamn. Tom grabs a stack of papers from the coffee table and grabs his coat and says, well, come on, Ned, let's go. I'm following around his apartment this whole time, just like with my hand on his shoulder. <laughs> I go no hesitation. I follow the last, yeah. Okay, so he leaves out his front door. Um, he kind of puts his jacket on puts his hood up and starts traveling south. Okay, so uh, I, I want to hear more about this, but, um, well, we have a standing meeting um, with Electra, and uh, sometimes Catherine shows up. Uh, we've been doing it the past couple of days. Um, while you guys, well, since since Electra got back, when she saw that the uh, the Purpletons uh, had left without you guys, and we, uh, we kind of, um, well, we've been trying to sort out your situation, and I think I've got some answers for you. But it would help, I think, to... to um, it sounds like you guys learned a lot, and, and this whole stuff about... Um, yes, yes, we don't have to discuss it in the open, yes. The, the, it sounds like they that that could be helpful. So, uh, come on, let's go. 
and you guys make your way to the library. Um, you see that Tom has a key to open it up and locks it behind him. And then you guys travel um, down the steps into this ethereal room once again. Uh, and as you descend, you see Electra and Catherine in the room. What's up, Spirids? Um, Does Tom have any um, spells affecting him, by the way? Uh, no, he does not. Does he require attunement to use? No. <laughs> okay. It was his blood. But actually, so uh, one thing that I did not remember right now is Barlow, as you enter the library, all of this seems a little strange to you. And then you, what's your, your Arcana is 20, right? Um, yes. Okay. You sense this magic of this book that they've pulled to open up the staircase. You can kind of like feel the presence of this staircase and you see them disappear. And as you guys get downstairs, you notice that Barlow isn't, isn't behind you and Barlow, you can't follow them. It doesn't feel like you can follow them. I mean, I try to anyway, but if I, if I can't follow them, then I'm just wandering around the library. What are, what are you doing on the other side there, Ernie? Uh, hey, is there a reason that uh, Barlow can't get in? Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, it's uh, because he <laughs> he isn't dead inside. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you fellas don't know that. <laughs> yes, it's it's because he hasn't traveled to the ethereal realm. Um, we did this recently with Tom, but I don't know. It might it might be easier just to meet upstairs in the library. Well, hold on. Shouldn't we be trying to? I mean, if Ernie thinks Railroad Rogers is still alive, shouldn't we be trying to finish what we started? She'll probably want revenge. Yes, I, I do think it would be safer to meet down here. Is there something I can do to expedite the process? Um, well, uh, yes, we can. We can all do this together. Um, and Electra walks up the stairs, uh, followed by Tom. Catherine stays downstairs, and you see that Electra takes Tom's hand, sees Barlow looking for books, and says. Nice to see you again, Mr. Cassidy. I'm sorry I had to come back under such uh, circumstances. Oh, that's quite all right. There's a lot going on in town. And I, I, we need all the help we can get. And with that, she gestures for you to grab her hand. And I do. And you guys make this circle. You see arcane imagery flicker in front of you. You hear her mutter an incantation. And you guys see this flicker, flicker, and then spark into the ethereal plane where everything's a little duller has these weird like white outlines and it's it's quite mystifying and plain as day in front of you you see this staircase that descends downwards all right let's go and yeah you see that they've set up at this table tom smacks his papers on the table Catherine sits at the head uh, and gestures for you guys to sit down I do. Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. And I think as I'm doing it, I'm sort of explaining the same things that I just said to Tom mm -hmm. uh, about our last 24 hours. Yes, and what, what is this business that you've said about Miss Rogers, that she's not dead? Yes. Uh, Allegedly. We believe she is a lit. He believes. Yes, and we have her, uh, oh, what you call it, the, the thing that stores the, the life essence, so to say. A phylactery. The phylactery, yes, that's right. No, thank you. I'm trying to cut down. <laughs> I do not know what any of this means. <laughs> oh my, that is serious. And when you say it's serious, um, um, why, why is that exactly? If she's an active force working against us, and uh, also, uh, she met with Zini. Dini uh, McDonald. The worst of the McDonald's. Very, very clearly. A couple of times over the last little while, and they seem to line up with when we made our way up to the mountain, and then again when the purple tents came to town. It is clear they are in bed. No doubt there is a plot to kill old McDonald so that Zini can inherit the farm so that they can build the railroad up into the mountain. A plot to kill old McDonald? Well, goddamn, <laughs> we gotta go warn the man. After all, he was our former employer. We can't with good conscience continue not warning Mr. McDonald if we think there's a plot against him. 
No, we do need to go speak with him urgently, but we thought it would be more urgent to speak with you. Yes, I, I, I make a point to inform all of my former employers on uh, plots against their life. <laughs> How often does that happen to you? <laughs> Old MacDonald was good to us, and he offered us room and board. There was all, he, he let me, Ernie, and Lefty stay in his guest rooms like, like rich folk guests. That is a man of honor right there. Yes, he, he does sound like a nice man, but I, I believe there are more pressing issues currently, and if it's any consolation, it seems like if you've dealt with the current form of Railroad Rogers, that, that should slow them down anyway, if there is a plot. Yes, uh, it's more of a theory at this point in time, Monty, but th- I, I, th- I think that's what will happen. Well, I don't like leaving old McDonald out to dry like this, but I suppose if you all think it's for the best... And you're saying that this cane is a phylactery? Uh, that's what I believe, yes. And, and is that now, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Well, it's neither thing. It, it just is. So it's a neutral thing. If you don't want to see Railroad Rogers return, then we must destroy it. Or at the very least, try to expunge her soul from it. Wait, well, uh, that, that sounds like a good thing then. I mean... If, if this is what we need to take out Railroad Rogers, the fact that this is that seems like a good thing, right? It seems better at least than having it cooped up in that basement. Or not having it, was what I was thinking. Like if fucking Chuckles were still here and he had it, like Ernie's knife, that'd be a goddamn disaster. Now, why do you have to bring up my knife right now? <laughs> I'm already upset. Well, because I wanted to point out that much like you with your knife... Railroad Rogers was not careful with their property, <laughs> and there is a reoccurring lesson here that I think everyone in Cattle Creek could learn if we want this community to thrive. Okay, okay, guys, I, I, I've sat here quietly uh, long enough. Uh, this this is very important news. Uh, tomorrow is uh, the the so-called witching hour. Oh, tomorrow at three thirty p.m. What? That's right on that trial is. <laughs> yeah, I got yes, a half and half an hour after it starts, actually. Yes, I, I'm going to be answering <laughs> Detective Yorkland's questions at that time, I believe. Oh, so they were trying to delay the court date to keep us out of the witching hour, maybe. No, no, I'm saying I want to speed it up, right? Like, I'll tell Yorkland I shot Rogers and he's going to be like, well, if I'm not getting paid, why am I even prosecuting these boys? Unless he maybe already knows he's a litz. You're the lawyer, Mr. Cassidy. Could that work? <laughs> Has that ever worked before in your professional experience, sir? Uh, I've never tried such a case, no. So you're saying we'd be the first ones? I'm saying we'd be setting legal precedent with this. Oh, God, <laughs> I, I, also, I also think it's maybe not a great idea to admit to a murder you committed in the 24 hours between... The case is recess. What do you mean? I told everyone I shot Chuckles, <laughs> and clearly everyone took my side because Chuckles was a chuckle fuck, as I pointed out countless times, such as the time before you were about to lend him your knife, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what are we going to do? We need to get to the top of the mountain by 3.30 then, probably, right? Yes, basically, the planar alignment will happen at that time, and when the barriers are that close, it'll cause all sorts of chaos, which, well, I I think that's the root of most of the lines of the prophecy. I still really haven't been able to wrap my head around this this bloodline line, for lack of a better word, but... Oh, it's funny that you mentioned blood, by the way, because I found found these in their basement on some altar, and I pull out the vials of blood and lay them down on the table. Do you think these might help? Uh, yeah, uh, it, they could, but what? Whose whose blood is this? <laughs> I mean, I can only—it's uh, magical. I can tell you that much, but uh, couldn't tell you anything more. I d- it was just on the altar. I tried my best to figure it out, but uh, you know, my my magic can only go so far. Uh, what? And what else was on the altar? Uh, th- it was just this and the cane. Yes, the scrying cane. That would make sense. She was using this cane. To scry on either three people or these three sets of blood, or but I mean, in order to determine where the blood came from, I guess we could use the cane. Is that ethical? (laughs) (laughs) 
fucking love it. You're a lawyer. What do you know about ethical? <laughs> Listen, I took an oath. <laughs> if, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna elaborate on on that oath, but I took one. It's probably legal. <laughs> I, I took an oath. It was to tell every former employer. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I was gonna say the moment like he says I took an oath, Monty's just like, well, goddamn, I respect that, Mister Cassidy. <laughs> That's an entirely different question altogether. Once you get past this world, you'll understand some things are. Some things are worth being unethical for, for the greater good, and ultimately, coming back around, being more ethical. It's it's a fucked up world out there. What are you talking about? That makes no sense. Anyways, what are we gonna do to deal with this problem? It's like you gotta spend money to make money there, Monty. Exactly. Well, I mean, that don't make any sense either. I mean, if Look- you spend money, you got less money. What? Why are y'all saying these things that just clearly aren't true? You can't make All an right. omelet without breaking some <laughs> eggs. <laughs> This is a, this is enough. All right, that one's true. <laughs> Why are there so many things about no. this? Hold on, there's got to be one in the cowboy sayings. <laughs> we have no time for pithy sayings. Can I do this? And I grab the cane. Because, frankly, I have very little moral code. Um, and I do not know how to do it. <laughs> so it'll have to be you. I just had a picture in my head of Monty grabbing the cane and aiming it at things like a rifle. I th- well, no, I thought about shooting it, obviously, but I wasn't going to do it when you guys were holding it. <laughs> you're the king of hand shots. What are you talking about? I guess we're your friends. Yeah, like, I'm not going to shoot you guys in the hand yeah. unless I'm charmed the, or, the or one of us not... is a dwarf or a statue. <laughs> yeah, it's suspicious. Like I said. The problem <laughs> was not the difficulty of it, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> we're in like a small room. Somebody's holding a cane. Hold He's still. the fucking gunslinger of the West. <laughs> Um, okay, so are you you're trying yeah. to scry with this? I'm doing it. I don't have scry. Can I can I do it? Uh, oh yeah, I, I would know if it requires attunement or not. It does require attunement. All right. I think you're gonna have to uh, you know study it a little longer. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I I go in the corner and study it. Study it real good. Okay, so uh, what else did you find? Yeah, I mean, I mean is it, you, you guys have learned a lot about Railroad Rogers. Is there anything you guys found related to the bloodline besides the actual, like, blood? Like, this we could find whose blood this is, and, and that it's probably related to this bloodline thing, but... I would imagine it's McDonald's blood, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, also, we opened the box. You did? Yes, during the trial. I, I thought it would help. Very interesting. So Dusty is released. Well, I mean, let's hope so. Well, we don't know that for sure, but... You see, what happened was I I opened the box. You know, I placed the keys in, uh... You know, I forget at this moment which order. It was Vale. It was whatever word was required for Dusty to get out so he can kill the fake Dusty. (laughs) It's like in war sometimes. Sometimes you gotta shoot someone before he can shoot you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right. So so I put the keys in, in the box to spell the word fail and, you know, the room filled with smoke. And, uh, you know, before I knew it. What's in the box? Before I knew it, you know, there was chaos, pandemonium, the smoke cleared and uh, Railroad Rogers had uh, had gone and so had the box. So I, I don't really know who, who came out Wait, of the what? box. Or, so, so she stole the box? Well, that was what we thought. Uh, so it seemed. Well, I mean. We found the box in her in her apartment, so Yes. I mean it is theoretically possible one of her goons took it there for her, but all evidence would point to. See yes, she disappeared at the same time. The the box was opened and smoke filled the room. And so did the box. Monty taps his forehead. So why why did she steal the box? Well, she wanted to stop our awesome plan of trying to stop fake Dusty, who's obviously working for her, and her goddamn railroad plot to ruin the fields that the cows currently enjoy at Old MacDonald's profit, but also expense, because he is a good, (laughs) noble employer. 
Oh yeah, we should we should talk about that as well. You're saying that they're trying to route the railroad by the water? Exactly. It is a disaster. Through there and up up the mountain. Right through where the where your tower is. Yeah, through that tunnel and cows will be wandering onto the railroad tracks, mark my words. Oh, we can't have that. They are dumb, dumb animals. <laughs> we gotta get them in some kind of enclosement. Exactly. I like oh. this guy. <laughs> A tear comes to Ernie's eye for sure. It did hurt to say it, not gonna lie. (laughs) Why does she want a train running up to the mountain? I mean, it seemed like railroads were kind of her thing. Oh, do you think that could be the bloodline? You know, like, you know how railroads have line names? I do not. Please explain. (laughs) You know, in in Gormley, you have these underground trains, and, you know, we, we got four of them, and they're called, like, Line 1, Line 2, Line 3... So you think she's building line blood? Wait, hold on. You're telling me there's only four lines? In a large city, yes. I mean, we have one line. That's four times as many lines as we have. Yes, but you would think in a large city they could maybe put more than four lines. Well, I mean, they they have the above ground ones too, but, uh, you know, they're not nearly as fast and they're crowded. are Are the lines at least, do they reach a good proportion of the city or are they just sort of randomly scattered? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it random. It's just, you know, half the city has all of them and the other half has none of them. This sounds like a terrible system. <laughs> I agree, yes. It might be that she is trying to open this portal or whatever on the top of the mountain and sees it as a place, as like a hub that people will come to from the other planes if we are to assume that she's trying to permanently open some sort of gate to some sort of place with lots of thunderbirds and Hmm. bullshit. And definitely make it this so-called bloodline. I get it now. Hmm. That seems very possible. Okay, so... Andrew's just agreeing because that makes his bloodline line in the poem seem even doper. (laughs) No, it has no... It it definitely wasn't that. Yeah, no, I just... (laughs) It was a good thought process from Corey, that's all. Thank you. I was celebrating his genius, so shut the fuck up, Alex. It's almost as though we're making a station at the top of the mountain that's like a union of all of the lines. And that's where you lost me. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was an elaborate Florida Georgia line joke, but now I'm just confused. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm not 100% sure, but I think that in order to fully... Uh, execute this plan, they must also get rid of old McDonald's so that Zini has control of the farm so she can sign it over. But it all seems to start with this day of chaos. Yes, I would agree with that. So, uh, that being said, it also takes quite a long time, if I remember correctly, (laughs) to get up to the top of the mountain. Uh, And we only have about a, a half an hour to answer all these questions, presumably with Detective Yorkland and maybe even that Duds trying to keep us there for as long as possible, with the end goal of possibly throwing us into jail or, uh, you know, in order to be hanged. I'm uh, pretty sure they just want you to pay a, a massive fine. Oh. Also, like I said, no one is paying him anymore. You would know. You would know that if they were tried for their uh, serious offenses, it would be hanged. It, it's the minor ones are just a fine. If they are convicted for those murders, they could be hanged, assuming that they were murders as opposed to like self-defense or you know, like as long as there's. If it was like murder one, for example, you follow, fellas. I follow. Okay. Monty um, lawyer. You see, I was under the impression this whole time that they could just buy their way out of it, and there was no real reason to keep going. That's why you've been such a shit lawyer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. That makes a lot of sense, Ernie. Yes, I think they are trying to keep you there. Of course they are. They're trying to keep them there, because... That's that's when the, the chaos ensues, entropy peaks, and it's it's that's what it says right here. That's the only time that this plan of theirs, whatever it is, can fail. So they must be trying to keep you in the courtroom. And and maybe that was the, the reason for stealing this, making the smoke appear. 
do you know that that was the the real box that was there? No. In the courtroom, I mean. That is a very interesting theory, Tommy, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's the only, you know, gunmetal box that I've seen that has, you know, four keys that can spell a, a myriad of words. Okay, so I like this theory of it not being the real box. This one might be the real box here in front of you. You said you found it in her chambers with all sorts of other treasures, including her phylactery. I can't imagine that they're that deceitful. Did we find keys for this one, by the way? Uh, yes, the keys were there. Okay, perfect. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think that she'd be that cunning. Now, do we still think that the releasing Dusty is a good idea? Because I personally, uh, which Monty, I believe, came up with this, or we all talked about it anyways... Uh, think that he will stop at nothing to hunt down um, Snakehold Jake. What's his name again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think he's going to want to hunt down whoever put him in the box and whoever's impersonated him. It only makes sense he would want revenge. <laughs> I, why can I never remember this fucking guy's name? I don't remember the his Viper. name either, to be fair. That's the only reason I'm not laughing as uh, much as I'm Vi- like, well, Viper. that was a ridiculous guess. It could have been his name. Like, I, I didn't know. I mean, clearly, <laughs> Snakehold Jake is dope. I, if I had thought of the name, I probably <laughs> would have named Jake. him Snakehold Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, to hunt down the Viper, who is the last member of his crew that betrayed him. But also whoever put him in the box. Yes. You gotta be angry about that, uh, no? Well, that's true too, but I think that's more on these two ladies, so maybe we don't want that. I mean, it had nothing to do with me. Yes, yeah. no, fair play. I'm just saying to a crazy ghost hellbent on the revenge, I don't know that you are completely safe and I wasn't willing to risk it. And for all we know, the people who put them in the box are in league with Railroad Rogers and the no-good Jeannie McDonald. Yes, well, I also don't think uh, Mr. Dusty, King of Revenge, will like that Jeannie was running around pretending to be him. Exactly. The third target, the imposter. It's the perfect plan. So, if the two of you don't think you'll be in much danger, then I don't... But, you know, besides the fact that we're releasing a hellbent uh, on the revenge <laughs> murderer ghost, uh, I don't really see the downside. Literally, as you were saying <laughs> that, I was thinking to myself, I love how this, like, it is kind of a dumb plan, but the more we say it, the smarter it sounds to me. Well, it just, it just, it just <laughs> sounds like some Suicide Squad shit. Like, when I first said it, I was like, it's objectively terrible. But, like, every time we repeat it, I'm starting to go, like, well, now, hold on. Listen, <laughs> I, my grandmother always used to say, sometimes you have to open the evil box and release the demon hellbent spirit for revenge. Yeah, your in grandmother order to- Pandora. <laughs> in yeah, order to exactly. make an omelet. Pandora exactly. Debrachet. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Pandora Fabian. <laughs> <laughs> it was her maiden name. What do you want? Um, <laughs> That's probably my favorite bit from the season. <laughs> I still am blown away that that, like, accidentally happened. And I was like, well, I can't not address this now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I'm all for um, <laughs> crazy theories. So, so what, what is it that you, you're suggesting? That we open the box now? Or, like... Perhaps at the top of the mountain? Wait to use it as a distraction to get you guys out of jail? Or... I say we do it now. Dusty Crack Jaw's been cooped up a while. I say we let him run free. No, uh, Monty, I think our plan the first time was... was This ain't uh, about plans. It's about what's right. It's what Lefty would have wanted. And for cows, it is not reasonable, and I will not bend on this, but symbolically, we should let Dusty Crackjaw out of the prison. Just like (laughs) Barlow Cassidy here got us out of the prison, Ernie. Yes, but... But Monty, much like the the cows on Old MacDonald's farm, there is a good time to let them out of the gates, and there is a bad time. And you and I both know that Lefty would have let them out at whatever time, but us having the jobs that we used to have 
know that well, no, this I, is, but, but uh, I would have never let them out to be clear um the, the cows should stay <laughs> in the fences that was that was always okay, my opinion. no but they no but they gotta get transported at some point you know what I mean out like of the they, barn yeah out of the barn right exactly they the gotta field. go from the barn to the thing you know like there's a right time to open the come on I, <laughs> I structured the argument in Monty terms you can keep going as Ernie and he has he has a response to this <laughs> I, I lean into Tom Ludong. What is it with these guys and cows? Is this some kind of allegory or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've never heard of this Al Gore. Who is that? I uh, invented uh, a series of tubes. Actually, that was the name of one of the captains in one of my platoons. Not a sergeant, to be clear. Yeah, no. He said he volunteered something about... His father was against the war, but he didn't want to make his dad look bad, so he volunteered for the war. I thought it was quite noble, personally, actually. This was Gal Or, was that his name? I actually think it was. Captain Gal Or. Captain whatever pun of Al Gore you just said. (laughs) It was war galore. Al Gore is just a spoonerism for galore. That's hilarious. <laughs> he's not even real. He's actually just computer generated. Yeah, he's an extraterrestrial. <laughs> Extra T. <laughs> oh my god, so is Mr. T. Um, okay. <laughs> and um, Tom Ladon. <laughs> First name, Extra. <laughs> Have you not noticed this pattern? <laughs> oh god. Okay, so <laughs> I think that's enough. What are you talking about? This is all good material. What do you you think we're going to... Who are you, the fucking podcast police? You think we're going to stop making jokes? Bad jokes. Stop making bad jokes. They're pretty good. Yeah, come on. We're laughing. (laughs) That's not a good threshold. (laughs) Okay, so what I think we should do is we take the box to court. We open the box as a distraction. We get out of there. But still, it's like a four-day ride on some wild horses if you're nice to them up the mountain. <laughs> no, we, uh, Electra's working on that bit. Yeah, I assume she was going to do some magic or, or some, well, yeah, magic. Yes, I, I believe that um, we can get you into the ethereal realm and uh, get you up there a little faster uh, with the help of some of our friends. Okay, now, uh, may I ask a stupid question? Is it entirely necessary for us to go to court to begin with? Well, no, that weren't a stupid question at all. That's a that's a very good question that, I mean, <laughs> if this is what we're doing, maybe we shouldn't go to that courthouse. Now, could we do something where maybe we send a, a note to the the court that says just come up to the mountain so they can see the bad guys doing bad things so that we don't have to like tell them later and then it sounds all sketchy hmm. because we all oh, that's you mean like leave them a note that says as you're escaping um, we've gone to the mountains you'll never find us something like that yes exactly I like it I suppose maybe <laughs> leave out the, the last part but <laughs> no, I mean, overall, that, that's a good. As, Yorkland, as your lawyer, <laughs> we need to go to Yorkland just a little bit. And I, I mean, if you, if you really don't want them to find you, maybe don't. Maybe write a different look. Maybe write, "We've gone to Gormley," and they'll be <laughs> chasing that's their tails. A, that's just the thing, Mister Cassidy. Maybe we want them to find us. Maybe <laughs> that's just what we need to. Stack the deck a little more in our favor, just like Chuckles used to do when he was che- when he was cheating at cards, because he was a bitch and a chuckle fuck, and I never once cared for him. And that wasn't why I shot him. I shot him because he was he was trying to kill us. But I'm not going to pretend that I feel bad about shooting Chuckles on account of him taking Ernie's knife and cheating at cards, and being just in general an all around not enjoyable person to work with. Oh, I thought I thought for sure you're gonna whip out like some specific time. I was going because... to, but I was like, no, because then I'm just gonna fucking add like three more paragraphs, and yeah. it's already gone too far. Fair play. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, I think we should not go to court, and then just go up the mountain. Uh, well, also, I was going to say when uh, Monty said stack the deck, I think it is time to put a posse together. Hmm. 
Now that ain't a bad idea. If we're lining up for some sort of mountaintop shootout, you know, I'd feel a little bit better if Bullseye Man and uh, uh, the deputy and, you know, the four people who like us were there with us. <laughs> Officer Rory Hatfield, is that what you meant? Yes, Officer Rory Hatfield. Mr. Ladong should stay behind, though. We don't want him getting caught up in... I am not going to where entropy is peaking, guys. Exactly. Have you read this? We need to leave him behind to tell the story <laughs> if we all die horribly. I think entropy yes. is pretty high in this room today, to be honest. <laughs> Tom Ladong is the only man who will tell our story unbiased. Can you imagine if it's Detective Yorkland who tells our story, <laughs> boys? That just wouldn't be right. It's true. I would probably hate that. <laughs> I for sure would hate how that unfolded. <laughs> I can't stress enough how much they wanted me to tell their story. Okay. All of this sounds... It's making this sound better. Um... Either way, I think we could use that plan to get up the mountain, and that way uh, we could get there tomorrow. The The only thing that's still puzzling me, besides what we've already spoken about, um, what does Buddy have to do with any of this? Ah, well, you see, Buddy was uh, Jordan's uh, lover, I think, or boyfriend, or they were, they were romantically involved. Partner. Oh, goddamn. Well, that makes sense now. Yes, so... To be honest, I hadn't figured that one out. I, I just... I'd already accepted that Buddy had probably passed. And Monty takes off his hat. And then puts well, it back on. Uh, and uh, Ernie sort of glares at him. But... <laughs> um, but jo Jordan... Is Jordan up there? I'm not sure exactly how they got involved with this, but... I believe that Jordan went looking for Buddy uh, after he had gone missing. So Jordan is with GD and Buddy, and they're going to be at the top of the mountain tomorrow? I believe that is the case, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming what happened is, is that Buddy went missing, Jordan went looking, Jeannie caught them, and then she couldn't let them go back to Old MacDonald and tell them about all of this business, so they're all there, is my guess. So you think that Jordan is held there against their will as well? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay. So, uh, the things we need to do between today and tomorrow at 3.30. I think we should bring Old MacDonald with us. I don't know if that's crazy, but... Well, we should at least warn him that there may be an attempt on his life and a railroad track going through his fields if we don't <laughs> stop all this. Yes, I agree with that. Then we should talk to Officer Rory Hadfield and Bullseye Men, who are uh, probably together. That makes sense. Uh, then, I believe... Well, this is sort of a long shot, but I did quite like the cut of that Buster Baxter's jib. I mean, on one hand, we could, but with... Uh... Well, Miss Electra here lying low. If if we get Buster Baxter to come with us, I mean, who's gonna who's gonna teach this the school children? Yes, well, uh, Electra, will you be joining us, or would you rather lay low? No, tomorrow is very important. I'll be there. All the more reason to leave Buster Baxter to do what the community needs. Yes, I agree. Why don't we have Tom Ladung teach the kids? Uh, well, God uh, damn. That's, uh, that's not a good idea for anybody involved. Uh, <laughs> that is a great idea. Also, we barely know Buster Baxter. That was a long song. Tom, I just, Tom I, you, I just, stay, you stay here for the kids. They'll be fine tomorrow. I, I can teach them through the day. And as soon as the day is done, uh, that's when we move the chairs over. Uh, we, we cut out a little early for the trial, right? And then we move the school chairs over to the... Um, this is all stuff, stuff that you guys said, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we move the school chairs over to the courthouse, uh, and, and that should give us enough time um, to, to get up the mountain. That'll be fine. Okay, so we'll meet you here, then. Tomorrow at, like... No, I'll, I'll, well, I'll meet you at the courthouse. I, I think that... Well, oh, now, sorry, hold on. I guess we probably shouldn't meet If you're trying to avoid... Yeah, yeah, that, that, was, that was when I uh, pictured you guys breaking out of jail. Uh, sorry, breaking out of the courthouse 
after the entropy uh, peaked. Now, should we do that? Are we completely off that plan? Like, I know it was my idea, but I, I just... The optics of it don't look great. I mean, need, neither do the optics of not showing up. Well, I mean, that's why we want them to follow us. So then when they follow us, they see we're in a serious situation. Yes, and they'll I guess have that's to true. reconcile with the fact that maybe what they see is not what we saw. Barlow. Yes? Um, you think that as their attorney, you think that it would be best for their case. You, th- you can see it going either way, but you do think that it would be best for their case if the policing forces did see this uh, ridiculousness firsthand. Now, that being said, the peak of it will be at the top of the mountain, but this this chaos will occur throughout the city, so it might be worth uh, taking their chances and going to court, but then if you, they just up and disappear, that might be worse than just not showing up at all and convincing them to see the the more urgent issues, which will be at the peak of the mountain. So just so I understand, I think it's better that we don't show up and just tell them, hey, crazy shit is happening at the mountain. Come and come and see if you don't believe us. Yes. And phrasing it like that would be helpful. Not like try and catch me <laughs> copper. I'm at the top of the mountain. <laughs> Listen, that, I, I like that I was like never the plan. my plan for the. You'll record. never take me alive, Yorkman. You goddamn clown. I'm pretty sure you said that word for word. <laughs> oh, can we just say Tom's because it's way better? You'll never take us alive, clown man. <laughs> oh I'll, no! I'll go this, and I'll draw a picture of it like a butt. <laughs> All right, I, the, the note's been I, concocted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want you'll never take us alive, clown man in Lefty's voice so badly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll get the surprisingly short list of people who like us together. Don't forget Golden Tooth. Does Golden Tooth like us? Uh, he likes me. You better. You gave him all your money. Sorry, he he does. He did seem pretty fond of you while you guys were. No, in all seriousness, I actually remember getting along with him. Though that does check out. Yeah. But sure. also, Barlow, you would be able to tell them that he did think that they currently thinks that they're the murderers. Um, oh, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. I, I had a, I had a short discussion with them, you know, a little while back, and uh, he does think that you guys are guilty. Uh, <laughs> you know. Without, without, I don't, I didn't see him in the courtroom, but, uh, you know, he didn't have to be there in his mind. He's, he's already, you know, hanged you in, in his mind. Well, that might complicate things. Listen, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll raise a posse of two people. That This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the old saying, two's a posse, three's a crowd. I think this is a good plan. Where did we land on opening the box versus not opening the box? I mean, I still think we should open it, obviously. Get Dusty yes. Crackjaw in our posse. One more person right there. And our crowds, you mean? Well, I mean, he'll be a lone wolf posse member. <laughs> okay. That, uh, yeah. I'm the lone wolf posse member. <laughs> yes, I do think that I do think that's a good idea, but I do think we should wait until we get to the top of the mountain to do that. I mean, I don't know got it right here. Remember last time we waited? What happened? Lefty died, and it got taken from us. Maybe there's a lesson there. Well, I mean, I think there's less chance of someone taking it from you if you're... No, you guys are free men at the moment. I mean, we were free men then, too. Uh, okay, I have the solution. Uh, we will leave the box here in the in this plane in this room i mean monty that is not uh accessible to the purpletons and then uh then one uh, then electra can bring it tomorrow is that okay you know i knew a boy in the war named casper and every time casper went to take a shot he aimed a couple seconds longer than any other one of us and for a while, Casper hit pretty well, but, you know, one day he aimed like he did, and, well, he got his ass shot out. 
and uh, we won the battle, but, you know, sometimes if you wait too long, we get your eyes shot out. And Monty looks off into the distance. Hi, Monty. <laughs> I really want. I really wanted Tom the Dong to say something. <laughs> Smokey, is that you? Tom the Dong jumps in like I'm going to no, be leaving now. <laughs> it's Casper. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm friendly. Okay, so we will meet back here uh, tomorrow at say two thirty. Also, should we be worried about this cane? I mean, I still don't fully understand what it does. Y'all don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but you said if we destroy it, it's good. So, I don't know, it seems good that we have it, but then why don't we just destroy it? But then also, I don't really know what it is, so that's up to you two. Um, what do you think, Mr. Ladon? Am I attuned to this thing yet, Andrew? Um, if you, As soon as you spend time actually sitting down and attuning to it, Basically, I'm assuming that you're going to spend your downtime this evening before you go to bed. Sure. To this. Okay, cool. That's kind of what I was picturing. So then we should clearly meet here tomorrow morning and see what, what I have seen about this uh, cane. And then maybe in the hours between tomorrow morning and uh, when we want to go up to the top of the mountain, we can see if we want to destroy this thing because I don't want to be carrying this phylactery around to get railroad rogers, uh, you know, come back to life in this crazy battle that we're going to have with, uh, I'm assuming, a, a sit ton of thunderbirds and all sorts of nasty sit. Which we is why I'm confused why we would keep it. Kind of seems like this is a lot of risk and I don't understand any reward. We need to figure out what this bloodline is, Monty. Yeah, I don't understand that part still. Yes, that's the that's the part that is crucial to the question that you're asking. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why don't why don't we just stay here tonight if that's okay with you, uh, you know, Electra, Catherine? Uh, yes, that that's fine. You're welcome to curl up by the fireplace. Well, then there's uh, then we should probably get Officer Rory Hetfield and just get our whole posse here. Ready for uh, it's, action? It's quite late right now. Okay. Yeah, Monty's already curling up, in fact. Putting his hat over his eyes. All right, yeah. Well, um, He doesn't curl up. He's laid back, actually, with the hat over the eyes like a cowboy. Sorry, continue. Then I think I would um, continue attuning myself to this cane, and then Ernie would curl up by the fire. Oh, fuck. You know what I actually want to do before I go to bed? What's that? I want to I wanna turn to Tom the Dong and say, you know, there is one thing you could do that would really help me out, though, Mr. Ladon. If you could, tomorrow morning, find me a padded duster, uh, I reckon I might need a heavier coat for this next one. Um, I mean, I guess I could do that, sure. Look, I've had this duster since I first moved to Cattle Creek, and it occurs to me now that perhaps I should upgrade to uh, a slightly better than the most basic duster. <laughs> um, I, th that makes lots of sense to me. Um, I knew you would understand, Mr. Ladong. You are... And then Monty gets sad for a moment and goes, the smartest man I know. And then he goes, and that's when he goes to bed. Uh, but Monty, if you, if you give me your, uh, your current duster. Old McDonald will definitely pay. No, you're not giving my duster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I could see about getting some, some patchwork done and, and maybe that'll be uh, more cost effective. Do you have like, I don't know, like 10 gold pieces? I could see if I could. No, Monty only has like three. Although I guess, yeah, you, you guys have plenty. I hand, I hand 10 gold pieces over. Perfect. The blood money. I'll see what I could do for a deal. Uh, and you guys all successfully sleep with this daunting task coming the next morning. Ernie, you wake up a little early the next morning uh, excited about this cane I think. Kind of anxious. What are you doing? Uh, I think I'm going to use it to scry. After spending some time with this cane, you recognize that this compartment at the top of the cane is used to put these items in it but it does 
look like it needs actual droplets of blood, you can just put this vial in it, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, yeah, then I'd take some from the first vial and put a drop in. And you pour a couple drops of blood from this vial into the cane's compartment. You see it stop into the middle and kind of float there in this cane. You see a swirl of energy wrap around this blood uh, and you see a light shoot out from the cane up toward the mountaintop. And you see this image of Buddy on the back of a Thunderbird breathing normally but you feel like he's not at 100% capacity. At the same time you see this person in the red duster that you saw on top of the mountain. You're kind of getting this dual vision. One through Buddy's eyes and one through Genie's eyes. Mm -hmm. And that is where we're going to end our session. What, what does it all mean? Come on now, I think you're slipping. You're dipping into all you think is safe. You're trying to lead us all to fake clues. That I cannot tolerate. I held back when I heard Thunderbirds, but now you're down to one last Spiridion? Well, with that, let me say, let me say. Hold on now. I am six steps from the end, and you're thinking now's a good time to bring this up? I'm looking back. Now it's the climax, reflecting on all I might have missed. I think you sold yourself for cheap cash, and you're a big piece bitch. Shut up, Jim. Jesus, save us. Save us. Look, I'm down to one last point. There's one more thing to say, and I say... Hold on now. I don't work for Big Peace, and I never even knew she worked for them yet. Hold on now. We're six steps from the end, and you're thinking now's a good time to share this fact? Come on now. I told you all my tale, and I'm thinking Railroad Rogers very clearly worked for Big Peace the entire time. You'd have to be a fool not to see it. Hold on, but I thought you said all interpretations were valid. Riley, he's the bad cop, though. Bad cops lie in interviews all the time. Don't fall for it, boys. He isn't really against Big Peace. He's an imposter. I am no imposter. That would be absolutely impossible. Did you just say imposterable? I did not. I said impossible. Just like it would have been impossible for me to predict that my newest employer was actually an evil undead wizard who worked for a shadowy omnithanatopical force. God damn it, I do not trust you in your checklist, detective. And I'm pretty sure you switched to Roman there at the end. But that might be the most intelligent thing I have ever heard you say. Why don't you say you were against a big piece fish cult from the start? Cult? Cult? I never said anything about a cult, Jimothy. What the hell are you talking about, Yorkland? Big Piece is a cult. You think Big Piece is a cult? <laughs> oh my. To spy the mind by the eye of a kind. I find by my side is not why I tried. To mind the blind this time. The blind will find the mind behind the signs in due time. But you will just read the sign forever, won't you, Jimothy? You haven't even told me what the goddamn sign says. How am I supposed to read it? I hope that you won't, but perhaps Big Peace has already stolen that hope. And all you have is a sign. Now take a deep breath, because you're all gonna love how this one unfolds. Excuse me, are any of you familiar with an individual by the name of Charles Everyman? Who? Seriously, Jim? Uh, yeah, yes, uh, we knew him. He was a friend of ours. Uh, and I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but Charlie is dead. I know. My name is Detective Spiridion, and I was sent here to investigate Charlie's murder. 
Oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Have you no creed, Yorkland? Hi. This is Ernie from the acclaimed podcast With Their Forces Combined. The guys wanted me to thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you liked the show, let them know. You could tell your spirit hawk to leave a sign in the sky. You could leave them a five-star review. You could follow them. You could subscribe to them. You could share it with your animal friends. Sow it to a squirrel. Sow it to a dolphin. So to your friends. Maybe your friends aren't squirrels and dolphins. I'm just adding a third option. Or if you really like it, you can throw them some gold on their Patreon. I know they have some extra episodes incoming soon. You can also reach them on Instagram at WTFC.podcast. Cory likes to post his art there. And you can even find some extra words of wisdom from Mr. Storyteller. Thank you.